From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Fire Away Friday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. We'll answer your questions. Got a couple of topics as well. Ole Miss and Princeton baseball starting tonight, 6.30, 1.30 tomorrow noon for that three-game set. The final non-conference weekend of the year before Ole Miss hosts LSU next weekend to begin SEC play. The first time Ole Miss has ever played an Ivy League team in uh, in baseball starting tonight. Uh, Ole Miss basketball closes its regular season at Mississippi State tomorrow as uh, as well. So that and more coming up on the show. Brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Go get a daiquiri. Weather's uh, be pretty good this weekend. It's rain early next week. We get temperatures into the 60s, even pushing close to 70 by Sunday. It's cheap as three ninety nine. As big as forty four ounces, if you so wish. You also can get ribs, lunch specials. Those are four ninety nine with two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drink, and great gas prices. Courtesy of the Speed Pass Plus app, the Mobile Rewards Program, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. 662-257-1900. This weekend be a perfect time to go to uh, Rafters Music and Food. Guests join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, Baseball all weekend in Oxford. Uh, Ole Miss basketball at 530 on um, Saturday at Mississippi State. You could watch on all of the big screens there at Rafters. And then, of course, on uh, Sunday they have the uh they've got the uh bluegrass brunch i'm sorry bluegrass brunch starts at 10:45 uh, bloody marys mimosas chicken and waffles and more there at rafters music and food on the square in oxford what time's the basketball tomorrow 5:30 5:30 tomorrow i'll look in a minute or it's actually not up yet what do you think the line will be for that uh State by five and a half. Yeah, I was thinking four and a half, five, something like that. Something like that. So, uh, just kind of continuing the conversation from yesterday, I saw we're at Johns Hopkins Division Three tournament. No fans uh, for that. That's the first time I've seen it happen anywhere. Yeah, I wrote about that in Food for Thought, which is up on uh, rebelgrove.com. It's part of the Rivals Network. You may have heard of it. Prices have stayed the same since the Re- American Revolution. Anyway, that's up. We had a little Twitter snark with our company yesterday. We did. It was did, nice did, to did, see yeah. a little punch back. A little, little, little fight back there with I the whole it. rivals thing, didn't I you? I liked it. He, he, he tried to minimize, which I get, but it was it was, it was was good. I, I had a great reply, and I just couldn't make myself hit sin, and I was like, okay, I'm just I'm, – Well, I'm, 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 I just thought it was kind of shitty, frankly, on the part of the person who started it Yeah. to do that. Number one, you're talking about people's livelihoods. Number two, you're doing it in an area that just got ravaged by tornadoes at a time when people are a little scared about coronavirus and stuff. I just thought it was in bad taste. Yeah. Not not surprising given who did it, but I was kind of glad to see us punch back a little. 
So, yeah, um, NCAA men's basketball D3 is what is uh, going on with no uh, with no fans for this first and second round games at Johns Hopkins. So, uh. I talked to some people yesterday who think that the NCAA first and second round games in Albany, in Sacramento. Are in trouble. And in Spokane are probably going to get moved or played with no fans. Yeah, moved was what I first heard a few days ago was the most likely thing. More because they're going to try to keep fans of it all possible, obviously. But. They're going to try to. But this John Hopkins thing smacks of experiment to me. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Let's use the D three guys as a, a, a guinea pig and yeah. sort of see what happens. That makes sense. I've heard nothing about changing to the SEC basketball tournament. No, nothing. Kind of a couple – you lose track of days on a story like this. A couple of days ago, there was a sense that we should know a lot more in two weeks as to what's safe and what isn't. Okay. Saw where the uh, San Jose Sharks played a home game last night. Very few people there. Really? Uh, the Seattle XFL team, I don't know what they're called. I don't remember. Anyway, they had a concessions worker that tested positive for coronavirus who worked about a week ago at a home game. Oh, that's not good. So they've got an MLS event in uh, the Sounders Sounders, against somebody on, uh, I think, Saturday, maybe Sunday, whatever, in in Seattle. Apparently there is – which would be which will be packed. They they're soccer crazy out there. Normally, absolutely yeah. packed. That's what I'm talking about yeah. They're they are uh, they're interested to see what that crowd looks like. I think they expect it not to be packed. So saw so, uh, got got a, got a text yesterday from my brother. I, I had not seen this prior to that. The SEC tournament for the uh, for the women this week. Uh, they announced the spe- they had the specialty hot dogs. Have you seen these? Um, that they're you know for every state or team or whatever. No. At the SEC women's tournament. So the, uh, you don't eat now. So 2009, Neil. Let's do this. Which ones would actually be of interest for you? These are foot long hot dogs, and then I'm going to give you the ingredients on each one. Okay. I went to St. Leo last night and okay. was offered dinner and did not eat. I was very proud of myself. Well, that was stupid. No, it wasn't. No calories. Stupid. I did not eat dinner. It's good. I ate half a meal yesterday. You do realize that calories in, calories out is actually why you're not losing that last ten pounds, right? Mm, More than ten. Whatever. Thirty. Need to lose about thirty. You know what I mean, though. Could be. I don't know. You've wrecked your metabolism. Oh yeah, I have no metabolism. It's too late now. I'm not going to fix it now. So if I eat now, no, you you can just take time. No, you're not fixing your metabolism. You're going to gain like ten pounds and then you'll lose it. That's what will happen. You'll gain a little weight as you're trying to get it regenerated, and then you'll lose weight. I'll freak out at the gaining part. Okay, well. Anyway, go ahead. All right, foot-long hot dog, Kentucky bourbon dog. We got brisket, shredded cheddar, onion straws, and bourbon barbecue sauce. Can you take the hot dog out and just eat the rest of that stuff? It's pretty good without the dog. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Right. The, 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 the wiener is the issue here. Yes. There's no doubt. Arkansas dog. This is the worst one. Okay. I, I'm, this one turned my stomach. Okay. Lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, fried bologna, and mayonnaise. Oh, it's awful. At first, you were just sort of subs- uh, describing a Chicago dog. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then, I, then, then, I, then I went off the rails. And then you went off the rails with mayonnaise and fried bologna. Disgusting. I'm not eating that. No, that, that's the worst one. That's a no. Nashville. 
shredded cabbage, fried pickles, and Nashville hot sauce. I'm good here. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's fine. Okay. If that's in front of me, I have no problems. Okay. Um, very stereotypical and probably bad for LSU, New Orleans, whatever. They're doing a Cajun-inspired chicken gumbo dog. I want nothing to do with that because I know what that's going to taste like. Wait, what? They're going to put chicken gumbo on a hot dog. Well, I'm not eating it. That's, that's what nasty. that's going to be. Put chicken gumbo in a bowl and put some hot sauce in it. No. We're going to put it on a hot dog. No. Yeah, that that might be worse than Arkansas, but probably not. Because the bologna and the mayonnaise is throwing me way off on the, on the and, Arkansas. And by the way, Leif makes a very good point in the in the thread that What's the wiener that? is always <laughs> the issue. <laughs> Just life advice, honestly. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Alabama white barbecue dog, pulled chicken, Monterey Jack cheese, and Alabama white barbecue sauce. Again, take the hot dog out of it. Just and give I'm, me that sandwich, and I'm good on the sandwich. Yeah, sounds like a good sandwich. Because a hot dog bun's a hoagie. Just give me the. Yeah, yeah. I just make it a hoagie. Are you a white barbecue sauce fan? Is it fine? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, it's not my favorite thing, but I like it. South Carolina peach coleslaw. No out. red peppers. Onion straws and Chipotle mayonnaise. Nope. Why'd you have such a reaction to peach coleslaw? I don't. I picked peaches as a kid in Louisiana, and I am now repulsed at the idea of a peach. Peach flavored anything. Really? Peached out. I've told you the story. Yeah, I remember you picking peaches, but I didn't know you ever had that much of a. Yeah, I'm done with them. Issue with them. Yep. Okay. I have flashbacks. Yeah, that. If I could get rid of the the, the mayo, that's okay. It's all right because the the peppers in the in the peach coleslaw is going to balance a little bit. It's 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 sure. It's, it's going to be all right. What else you got? Missouri shredded cabbage again, boneless pork ribs and barbecue sauce, but on a hot dog. And something about the boneless pork rib kind of fr- I I don't know why that's bothering me, but it does. It shouldn't, but it does. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd like that all that much. Florida, lettuce, tomato, fried gator bites, and spicy remoulade. Again, take the hot dog wiener out, and I'm probably okay with that. For Mississippi, pulled pork, and Mississippi comeback sauce. But again, we're calorie bombing it with the with the hot dog. We're actually we're, we're putting a negative flavor into what is fine. I don't think I'd like comeback you think sauce. Comeback on pork's a problem. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that all that much. For anybody out of state, it's essentially a remoulade. It's a little different, but that's the... Yeah, I don't think I'd like that on... Would you have that on pulled pork? I've never had it on pulled pork, no. I know it is a pretty good all-purpose sauce. It is, but but not pulled pork. I I think pulled pork, and I I either think a barbecue sauce or some sort of a vinegar sauce. I don't think of a... That's more of like a chicken tender, grilled chicken, uh, French fries. Yeah, sure. I don't know that I'd like that on pulled pork. I mean, I, I... I mean, I guess I would try it. I wouldn't be a. I generally like it, but I don't. I don't know. It doesn't sound right for Georgia. They're going to with Italian sausage crumbles and peach relish. Again, the peach relish is going to throw you off. And I'm not really sure how Italian sausage gets into Georgia, but whatever. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> lost there. <laughs> I think it's where we said, "Hey, dude, we got a lot of hot dogs. Phil, we got to put something on them." Gotta- if you had told me Georgia, what would it include? I would have said something with peaches, but I probably would have thought fried chicken. Put a chicken tender on a hot dog. I mean. Not like there's a yeah. there's a method here. I wouldn't have thought Italian sausage at any point. If you'd said, give me 100 things with Georgia, I would not have come up with. Maybe I'm missing something. Okay. Because you're having to put the actual hot dog on these, this might be the best one. Okay. Texas. 
tomato tor- tortilla stri- strips. Yeah. Chili, cheese, bacon, sour cream, and onion. Okay. It's just a, it's a chili cheese hot dog with with some tortilla chips on it. I'm in. Good. Yeah, it's fine. No problem there. No, it's good. I'd like to leave the tomato off because I don't yeah. understand the purpose. But yeah. otherwise, yeah. I, I want to know, might even to the point that I might actually take the time to do this. I want to know how many they actually sell of these things throughout the week and what the numbers are. Well, that would be interesting. I, yeah, I might even send some emails. Just Are they doing this at the it. men's tournament too? I'm sure. Yeah. Ole Miss always does it in regionals for baseball. It's yeah. a center plate thing. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Whatever. I don't know. It's something I had in front of me. Uh, no, it's, it's, that's interesting. It's something. Just don't the double protein thing, unless it's chili. It's just not my thing on a hot dog much. Just chili on a hot dog need to be kind of thin. I Are prefer, you okay with it being a little more? I prefer it sort of thin. I like the. I'm a traditionalist. I think when it comes to hot dogs, yeah. I didn't realize this until probably today. Um, why is this company giving a thousand dollars if you watch The Office for fifteen hours straight? Have you seen this? No. You not? I can make a thousand dollars. All right. So it says, "What's going on?" USDish.com is looking for someone to watch The Office for fifteen hours straight. The winner will receive a thousand dollars for doing so. The company will give you nine days to watch all fifteen hours of The Office, which is about forty-five episodes or two full seasons. Viewers will need to write a checklist of when certain tropes in the show happen. USDish.com said, "Quote: For instance, how many times does Stanley roll his eyes at the camera? How often does Phyllis talk about Bob Vance from Vance Refrigeration? The goal is to help us understand how often sitcoms repeat popular tropes. We'll provide you with general guidelines to track your experience, but in true Kelly Kapoor fashion, we also want you to share your unfiltered opinions and reactions on social media. Think Meredith's a little predictable? Wish Toby had more lines. Let's hear it. You, contestants who complete the challenge receive one thousand dollars, a winner's kit full of the office items like a Dundee, a world's best boss mug, and a stapler, and a Netflix." gift card you apply um at usdish.com you have until march 16th to do so so they actually want you to work there's dude. a little research involved here. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I generally do it <laughs> you generally do it yeah <laughs> if i if they signed you two seasons what two seasons would you like to be assigned Probably the earlier seasons. I liked it. Or season two, season three. But, you know, as I've gotten older and watched them more, the late seasons, even when Michael Scott's gone, mm-hmm. the writing was pretty smart. Really? Yeah. Even the stuff with when Farrell's on, which at the time I didn't like it. Now I look back on it and think it was pretty good. It was funny. Because when you lose, I mean, think about it. You lose Michael Scott. You've lost the show. Man. Yet the thing's still under contract, and the writers go, we've got to figure this out. They did a pretty good job. Because you have to let it just be different. You're not going to, I mean, it's it's a lot like replacing radio announcers. Right. Just, just be different. Don't. But you know there was a temptation to let's put this character in and be Michael Scott. Mm. And they're like, no, no, Michael Scott had to go. Spoiler alert, he left to go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Let's put a new person in here. And they did a pretty good job. But I think I would say the early seasons, two, three, four. 
Starting off with our uh, questions from Seminole 817. You got any uh, inkling of what you think the uh, the next NFL TV contract's about to be with ESPN All In? Don't. Uh, A lot. Massive. As big as one could be. I mean, seriously. Because it still just makes so much money. And, e- and ESPN got killed this last time because that Monday Night Football deal is bad. They don't yeah. get good picks of games. They're, pre- they're, sp- they're spending way too much money. Well, we as a country would prefer to watch it on Sunday night. You think that's some of what it is? I think that's what's happened. I just think there's been a cultural Because the Sunday shift. night game's done terrifically. It's maybe better than any other TV slot. But I think Mondays roll around and we just get busy. As of February 2019, just to give you a, a thing of what the current deal is, each team receives $255 million annually from the television contracts. So there's what it currently is. I wouldn't is. be surprised if they doubled that. I think they could double it all the way around. Yep. Because I think it was Sports Business Journal that thought that Netflix was going to get involved with maybe the Thursday night game or something. There was something that Netflix was going to try to do and stream, they thought. Um, well, young people are on Netflix. Oh, I the NFL you 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 have to be willing to do those kinds of things. You can't you can't be regimented and to their credit they don't appear to be. What do you think here? A lot of talk yesterday that ESPN's willing to give Peyton Manning 18 to 20 million to be a color guy on Monday Night Football. I think he'd be terrific. I think he would be terrific. I think it's I have no issue with the deal from a business standpoint. Romo is a proven commodity, though. Would you have problems paying somebody automatically more than Romo when they haven't actually done it? Anybody not named Peyton Manning? Yes. Okay. Peyton is so good on television. Yeah. Um, and he's going to have the same. I don't uh, know how much of that series you watched. You and I never really talked about been, it. You, yeah, I've seen it I mean, on Watt Plus. Yeah, I've seen a good bit of it. Yeah. 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 It was brilliant. And he's funny. He's charismatic. He can talk to all sorts of different people. He obviously knows the game. The guy bleeds the game. Now, is he going to walk in and be as good as Romo? Probably not. He told me that two years from now he's as good as Romo. I'd buy it. And if he can be that, he's worth every penny of that. I have no idea how this relates to actual audiences because Twitter is such a screwed up place from a taking polls standpoint. Yeah. Although typically it trends negatively. Um, Darren Ravel, and through all of his crap, had a poll a couple days ago about do you watch – are you more likely to watch an NFL football game because Tony Romo is doing the color? Yes. It's like 60% yes. Yes. I think I fall in that category. I'm more willing to just turn it on if I don't care about the teams if Romo's doing it. Because he's brilliant. I do. I, I think it's a yes. I think most people, most people like smart. Most people are attracted to smart, right? Oh, yeah, it's Sunday Ticket. Jared's right. I think it's Sunday Ticket Netflix is going after, not Thursday Night Football. Oh, okay. I think it's Sunday Ticket. But most people are attracted to intelligence, to smart, to creative. Yeah. He's all of those things. It's fascinating. I'm sitting there watching a Ravens-Jets game or whatever, and he's telling me what's coming. I'm learning about the game. Typically can't get that. Well, I'm in. I'd rather have that than the meathead who's, you know, telling me, that was a great catch. Yeah, I could see it was a great catch. Well, and dovetailing back to our conversation last week about, hey, mic up coaches and players and different things, what Romo has been able to give is the closest thing we currently have to that. Yes. By the inside way, look. By the way, ESPN uh, 
is miking up Braves Red Sox today. Freddie Freeman's going to be uh, miked up. Uh, uh, Freddie, uh, is it what, Al, Al, Albies? What is his name? Ozzy. Ozzy Albies. I want to say Freddie for some reason. Ozzy Albies is going to be miked up. Uh, they're going to talk to Alex Anthropolis. He's going to be miked up some. Kind of looking forward to that. What time is that? I think it's at noon on ESPN. They have had tremendous success miking up players. The Cubs' new uh, deal, Marquee Network, has been miking up players every game. And it has actually turned spring training games into pretty good television. So they, they mic up a star for however long they play, or could it be number 72? Well, like yesterday, they mic'd up Steven Souza Jr., okay. who's coming off of a catastrophic knee injury in his first season with the Cubs. And they just kind of talked to him. During the game? Yeah, and it was good. Okay. It was insightful. I, I think what's happening, and I say this with a certain degree of knowledge, is that ESPN and networks and these regional networks are looking at this and going, is this a way to drive numbers? Mm-hmm. Do we need to do some of this in the regular season? Yeah, no, no doubt. Do we, you know, do we mic the bench coach? Mm-hmm. People say, well, you can't mic up a player because they're out there playing. Okay, well, can I mic up a starting pitcher that's not going to pitch that night? Yeah, what can I do? What can I do? Because I think the results that they're seeing – from the Cubs game the other day, from the Yankees game, what they'll see today from Braves fans. Because if you're a Braves fan today, are you normally tuning in for a spring training game on March the 6th? Yeah, maybe for an inning or two. Hey, they're going to talk to Freddie Freeman and Ozzy Albies the whole game. Okay, well, I'm going to watch. And I suspect that what you're seeing is that players want to do it. What I was told from some baseball people who know what they're talking about is – the reaction around the game to the Cubs Angels game the other day with Rizzo and I mean Rizzo and Bryant yeah, yeah. was overwhelmingly positive among players. And a lot of players were like, hey, I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Like Freddie Freeman's a great guy, great personality, funny. I suspect he'll be a hit today. Yeah, I'll agree. Podcast Protein Park by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and rates right now are ready to be taken advantage of. Some of the lowest 30-year notes in history. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Even if you refinanced or bought within the past year, still give them a call. Yeah, a lot of people doing that. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. You can renew your football season tickets uh, by March 31st to secure your seats in the vault. Tickets start at just $199. Can be purchased by visiting fb.olemistix.com. Uh, baseball this weekend against Princeton. Uh, general admission tickets are available at olemistix.com. And then uh, the softball team at home this weekend, series against Central Florida, starts tonight at 6. Women's tennis at home this weekend. They host Georgia today at 3, Tennessee Sunday at 1. You can learn more about all of that at OleMissSports.com. Blue Delta Jeans uh, has the return of duck canvas going on. It's a durable, long-lasting fabric, back in stock by popular demand, and canyon brown, green, gray, and navy 
10 and a half ounces, this Georgia milled fabric will provide you with the ultimate American-made pant that is nearly unbreakable. For more information, go to BlueDeltaJeans.com or follow them on social media at Blue Delta Jeans. My uh, food for thought is up this morning. There's uh, some Ole Miss basketball, some spring football, some talk about the coronavirus, and uh, a little bit about Kansas's approach to the NCAA that you might find interesting. All of that is brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. It is uh, with live music four times per week. It's the perfect place to enjoy lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. They recently added the largest outdoor patio in Jackson, uh, right there along the Illinois Central Railroad. So check out the Mississippi Music Experience Museum on the second floor of the restaurant. Enjoy live music, great food at uh, the Iron Horse Grill. It's located at 320 East Pearl Street in Jackson. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. They're devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. So get in touch with them today and uh, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Andrew, but not sure where to go, no matter where you are, especially with the PD Group, as you cover with three convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany. No referrals needed to schedule an appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained subspecialized surgeons at any one of the locations. For 24-hour scheduling, SOG makes it easy to accommodate you. Call 767-4200 or request an appointment on their website at www.sogms.com. Special with the PD Group. Choose a specialist. Choose SOG. I got a couple emails yesterday of people wanting... Uh, the uh, the website about youth pitching that uh, Dr. Moore mentioned yesterday I'll uh, I'll throw it up on the message board here in a bit when the uh, the podcast is uh, is over back to uh, back to our questions that made says I think it's pretty obvious bench bench Elko and Leatherwood should be the everyday outfield we haven't seen them out there together do you think there's a reason behind that other than just trying to get other guys in the lineup well they're definitely trying to get other guys in the lineup there's no doubt about that. They're still playing as many guys as possible. And some of it's because they're not getting a lot of outfield production offensively. They're waiting on somebody to hit. Um, I think Justin Bench is going to end up sliding over into center field and playing it every day. I've thought that the entire time. I think we're getting closer to that. Bench has reached base in every game this season. Um, we haven't seen Leatherwood much defensively at all. I don't think he's any worse than some of the other options. That has surprised me a little bit. I think that Tim Oko is a better first baseman than anybody else on the team. So really – in a, in a perfect world, Elko would play first. You figure out the DH if Baker does hit or whatever, and then you find somebody else to play outfield. Um, my gut says Cade Sammons is still the most likely other guy out there. He had that meniscus surgery in the fall, and it just slowed him down a little bit. He's still coming back from it. Even though he's healthy, it it, it, it takes a it takes a minute. Yeah, so I think that might have something to do with it. Um, but, you know, it, it depends on a couple things. Elko needs to hit. They just It's time for him to figure it out. And then they got to figure out – and this isn't – this isn't a criticism of Kel Baker because he's a JUCO transfer that's going to take some transition to the to the SEC. He's got good hand speed. He's turned around fastballs. That's not a problem. But but he is not. He's taken. Hey, spit on the breaking ball too literally now. And what's happening is other teams are just spinning curveballs in there to start at bats. Well, he's getting behind 0-1. He's getting behind 0-2. Now all of a sudden he's he's pressing. He's walking a lot. He's doing a good job on that. But. You've got to at least swing at the breaking ball occasionally to get more fastballs. I don't really care what you do with it. Just swing at it. Try to hit it and then go from there because he's – other than that one game, it's been been quite a scuffle. Now, it was a heck of a one game, and it led to National Player of the Week options. I mean, um, honors. But um, 
was looking at it here. I had his actual stats up. It was in my mailbag yesterday. By the way, you can find that at rebelgrove.com. But if the scouting report questions. on you gets really simple, everyone's going to hammer that scouting report. Oh. I mean, it just is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Taking out that one day against Louisville. So he was four for four against Louisville with two home runs. Yeah. Take out that day. Counts. Sure. He is three for 32, which is 093, with two home runs, 14 strikeouts, eight walks, and hit by pitch. Taking out that game. That's not good enough for a guy no. who doesn't play elite defense and is in the middle of your order. No, that's that's not good enough. So, so he's got to adjust. Yeah, it, it's up to him to 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 adjust at this point. We'll see, but that's uh, that's what I think. I think if Sammons can figure it out, that helps. I think they're still going to keep giving Ely more opportunities just because of the skill set. But that lower half's got to shorten. Just mechanically, it's not a great swing right now. So they've got to they've got to do a better job. He's got to do a better job. I know they're trying to. To, you know, force him into it every single day, but it's a matter of um, a matter of getting it done. He's and you've talked about this a lot. He's the poster child, really, for tools don't always translate at the college game right away because the season's compacted. Yeah, prospect does not mean player. Right. Two different things. If you were to take a major league scout out there and say. Forget results for a minute. Just watch skill sets. Yeah, who do you want? Who do you want? I want him. Ely's probably the very top of that list. Yeah. But every college baseball coach says, no, give me Justin Bench. I'll take yeah. him right now. Yeah, because he's he's going to get on base. He's going to yeah. produce. Not to do the money ball thing. <laughs> he doesn't have the ceiling. You know, yeah, yeah. Ely right now, you and I talked about this off the, off the show. Ely right now, if he were playing in the Mets system, he'd be in low A probably. Just getting at bats, or they might even have him in instructs where he's getting an at bat an inning, mm-hmm. and they're just telling him, "Hey, shorten your swing, shorten your swing, go to your tools, all that stuff." Enforcing it and taking their time. Mike Bianco doesn't have that luxury. This is made the message board yesterday. Circus Sports put out their uh, odds to win the College World Series. If you'd like to make some bets on it, Ole Miss uh, tied for the fifth best odds right now to win the College World Series at plus sixteen hundred for uh, for the Rebels. Florida plus seven fifty, UCLA plus twelve hundred, Texas Tech plus thirteen hundred are the first four uh, three teams listed. Uh, sorry, you can get. Uh, I, here's where I would those hundred dollars down. If I, if I if I was on Circus Sports, I can get Vanderbilt at plus eleven hundred. Okay. I'll play that one. Yep. And I can get Louisville at plus 16 as well as Ole Miss. Because of that pitching, yeah. Louisville and Vandy is where I would throw my couple hundred bucks. If, you, uh, if you'd if you like to light some money on fire, you can get Miami and Tennessee at plus 2,000. It's just throwing money away. 100 bucks on Georgia at plus 2,200 is not the worst bet in the world because of that one-two they have with Cole Wilcox and Emerson Hancock. So I don't I don't hate that. Because if you get to Omaha, you can ride two pitchers. You can ride a couple dudes. So that's, that's probably where I'd throw some money. Um, you know. If you think LSU is going to figure it out and be uh, and be LSU and actually have a chance, they're plus four thousand. Well, that wouldn't be a horrible bet. I'll throw they, a twenty spot on it. Just see what happens. Yeah, they've, they've figured it out so many times. What's interesting about Ole Miss and y'all can get mad at me. I, it's it's all good. I'm but due to the coronavirus, I'm limiting my social engagements this weekend. Uh, Ole Miss, if it's another reason that Mike's got to start, and not because, of, but down the road. He's got to put the lineup on the field that makes the ball move, makes bases move, because he he actually probably has the pitching to do damage in Omaha. Where 
yeah, your bullpen's not as deep as you want it to be. That might not matter in Omaha. They have you, four relievers. That's enough in Omaha, frankly. Yeah. You don't play but every other day. Yeah. Well, and if you win. You get like four days you, off. You have, you have yeah. days to rest everyone up. Yeah. And to win in Omaha, you have to win. I mean, so, it was kind of a duh. joke the other day. But, no, offensively, they are not profiled as an Omaha team to win at, in, at TD Ameritrade right now. I mean, it was a joke. But well, they're a little too true. reliant on the long ball. Yeah, and it's hard but to hit the there are some, there. There are some ways to change that. Like yeah. you mentioned, you get bench in the lineup, and Ely figures it out enough to play. Yeah, Sammons is a ball mover. You, yeah, you, 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 I mean, there's, there's some shuffling you do. Dr. Dan, three. They have five. What do they have? Five straight games against Ivy League teams before they play LSU. So I mean, they <laughs> yeah. they've got you know they're running out of time to figure it out. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got. Yeah, Princeton only zero and four. As I mentioned, they just haven't played much. Um, Chase, I've heard you talk about Mike Bianco chewing you out a few times. What was the worst chewing out you had from five and why? It was I've told the story. It was that one in two thousand seven when he said it was a horse shit question, um, and then said it again a few minutes later. Uh, I asked him if they overlooked Central Arkansas. When they got beat by the uh, the Bears three to two, as Central Arkansas was still transitioning to Division One, that uh, day. it was my first full year on the beat, and yeah, it was it was not pretty. I, I wanted to crawl under the mound. the The most perplexing one I've had with him was two thousand probably eleven, maybe. It was in Athens, and uh, I was stringing for the Daily Journal as well as writing for my actual job, and uh, he didn't really read websites much. He's just not going to see it. But he, he used to get the journal, though. So this game was on Friday night or Thursday night. But on Monday, I get a call, and he says, hey, Mike, we'll see. Can you go by his office for a minute? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I have no idea what it's about. He goes, hey, uh, got home, and I was reading story from Friday morning. Um, you quoted me saying this, and it was a picture for Georgia. I forget his name. And Mike's comment was like, I mean, look out there. We lost to a guy with a five-and-a-half ERA. Okay, whatever. I wrote it. And he goes – you quoted me or whatever, and I kind of looked at him like, yeah. And he goes, why'd you do that? And I'm like, that's what you said. Yeah. He goes, well, you didn't have to quote me correctly. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm really confused now. And for like two or three minutes, he, he his argument was, that's not what I meant. I was just kind of heated the moment or whatever. And he's like, you know, you should have realized. I was like, and there was a point, though, to his credit, where it kind of clicked to like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. well, hold on a minute. Like, th- this is kind of stupid. But, yeah, we had a, we had a whole conversation about quoting him correctly uh, that I've morning had that back in his before. office. Where, why, why did you say I said that? Because you said it. Yeah. He's like, I just, you know. And his, his argument was, well, I mean, if you know, you knew what I meant. I'm like, well, I, what do you mean to do? Change the quote, Mike? I mean, I don't. You know, it was it was. Tuberville whatever, did but. that to me one time at Auburn and said, "Well, you knew I was in. A, you know, I was mad." And I was like, <laughs> 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 "I mean, I was using a tape recorder." Yeah, I mean, it hadn't. It hasn't happened in a while. Um, I he he's he's been much more mellow the last the last few years. Um, it used to be every time they'd go lose a game in Tuscaloosa. I don't know what it was about Tuscaloosa. But he would yell at somebody every time they'd go to Tuscaloosa and lose a game. David Brandt got it over there. Henry Matuzak, of all people, got it over there. Chris Kiefer got it over there. Wow. Yeah, you yelled yeah, at yeah. Chris Kiefer. It's kind of he on. yelled at Chris. And we apologize the next day. Kind of on did. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. You. There's certain people. If you're yelling at them, it's kind of on you. Look in the mirror a little bit. They don't yell at me. I think because they know if they yelled at me, I would probably relish it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get more of the smartass stuff. Like I get, I get sarcasm from people. Or, why did you say that? 
Why wouldn't I say it? Well, a lot of times that now, even when it happened with Mike several years ago, again, I, I can't recall him yelling at anybody the last two or three years at all. Um, it used to be he was just frustrated, so he was just going to pick somebody out to yell at for a second. And he'd apologize. But it was just, I got to get something off my chest. You're, you're, you're in the line of fire two minutes after I yelled at them. So I'm going to yell at you too. Well, he's going to pick somebody he knows. He's not going to he's not going right. to yell at the poor DM writer that he's not sure what his name is. So we take turns getting getting yelled at for a minute and you, you, you yeah. move on. Yeah. Well, and sometimes they'll yell at somebody, not yell at somebody, kind of go after somebody because they're trying to send a message and they're using you because they think they know you either don't give a damn or can handle it or both. And I think sometimes it's done to discourage other questions, frankly, to get out of there. Hey, if I yell at you for a minute, all y'all shut up and be a little weirded out, and we'll go, we'll go to the house. That's what Saban does. Yeah, I won't have to sit here any longer. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he does. <clears throat> you can tell he come in there sometimes and he doesn't want to do this. And so be in a bad enough mood and go after a couple of the established guys with what kind of question is that and why are you asking that? And Mm-hmm. Leaving the room laughing a little bit, going yeah. out, whatever. Where it backfires on you, if you don't have those kind of people on the beat, is if you just have a bunch of young guys who can get intimidated on a beat, you go into a press conference where you're kind of wanting to say some things. And you're not getting And you don't get any questions. Yeah. People get disengaged to the point of just being like, ah, this is like, you know. Pax Reb says, why is everyone out to get Patrick Reed? Obviously a joke there. I would tell you what, Patrick Reed's is great for the game of golf. Gives you a villain. Gives you guys that, you know, he's going to play on the Ryder Cup team a lot. He's going to, he's an American. You're going to kind of pull for him occasionally, but is also going to be kind of the villain out there too. And I think it, I think it drives him. Um, I think he kind of likes it. Yeah, um, probably so. I don't know that he sees everything. His, I think it, he admitted, I think his wife runs his Twitter account and just blocks tons of people, but I don't think he actually sees a lot of it. Um, he does cheat a lot, though. <laughs> Cheats a lot. Um, I mean, it was uh, Peter Costas who was fi- fired, let go, not renewed, whatever, from CBS uh, Sports. He was on the No Laying Up podcast a couple weeks ago and uh, pointed out there were four times he had like literally watched him cheat from the from being the reporter on the whole um, for TV, um, including there's a YouTube video out there where Reed puts a club down behind the ball like, five, six, seven times, keeps changing clubs, and then it ends up hitting a three-wood out of it. And Costas' quote is something like, well, the lie I initially saw wouldn't have allowed for that or something on air. But there was a lot of kind of media talk on what do you do because Costas goes, hey, I'm not the story. I can't turn him in for seeing that. I simply can comment on what I see. Right. So, so he changed it, the lie with the clubs. Yeah, yeah. because you put the ball, it just eventually it fluffs up a little bit and you, you can hit it differently. But, you know, the thing is, should a should a TV reporter or commentator have the ability or should they, from a media standpoint, no. call a penalty? No. That's the question. The answer is no. Yeah. They shouldn't go to a rules official and go, hey, he... You're not there to be part of the story. You're there to cover the story. Because you could argue, you could argue. Again, I'm not saying you should cheat. You could argue that that would be an advantage to everyone else who's not getting TV time because they don't have somebody watching them to that level. Does that make sense? You can make the argument. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. So it's like Tiger gets tons of benefits because he has such big galleries. If the ball goes awry, it usually hits somebody and stays somewhat close, whereas everybody else it's rolling God knows where Yeah, when it goes left and right. So. It's like it's like he's got bumpers on the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. You have to marry someone on Love is Blind. Which one would you have picked? I haven't seen the show, so I'm no good here. You have to marry one of them? Well, that's the point of the show, Neil. We're all in it for love. Yeah, right. I might marry Amber. She's pretty hot. You know what you're getting. She's a psychopath, but sort of admits it up front. Oh, well, at least we're open. Yeah. I mean, you know you're getting a clown show, but she tells you what's coming and pretty much delivers. I, I guess her, like Jessica makes a lot of money and is attractive enough, but there's something about her that feels boil the bunny. What's she do? Just has crazy eyes. No, no, no. Professionally. Oh, I'm not exactly sure. Sales or something. I think okay. she does well. She's okay. very, very smart. Okay. So maybe her. She's probably the safest choice. She's got some issues, but of course, they're on a reality yeah. television show. That's what's weird about The Bachelor. Madison, I don't. I can't see any issues with Madison. And she's only 23. Why are you doing it? Right. Well, she's doing it. She For popularity. Very clearly got on the show for popularity to expand her Instagram portfolio. I'm kind of though, stuff. I've been like this before. I mean, Jake, Jake kind of pushed back on the show that day, but I'm kind of with Chris. You knew what you were getting into. You can't whine about the structure of the show. Yes. It's in season whatever at this point. Right. You kind of know what's coming. Uh, is it Gianna? Is that her name? The blonde from, I think she's from Venezuela. She's pretty hot. She's super high maintenance, though. Okay. I don't know. You can become too high maintenance. You can become so high maintenance that you're no longer hot. There's there's a there's a high maintenance extension off the hot crazy scale is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if if you have to be on guard at all times, if you are never allowed to just kind of have a day off, that that will wear you out. Does she think she's low maintenance? No, I think she knows she's high maintenance. She just thinks she's worth it. Yes, that okay. is a very good way of putting it. And and she will double down on her high maintenance, which is the part that will wear you out. Okay. Until you call her on it and then she cowers a bit. Ah. Uh, but she comes it would just wear it would be so cyclical that at some point I think you would start saying to yourself, you know, initially you would be like she's hot. And then after a while you'd be like, you know, she's got that spot. <laughs> that just it just you'd start picking her apart, I think. Okay. I think it would wear you out. All right. Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy, G&M, 662-236-2222. They deliver local in the Oxford area to your home or workplace. They uh, offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day every single month to make sure you have the medication when you need it. And with Rightway Meds, they individually package each dose so you have it time-stamped so the people that uh, potentially really need that help can get that as well. Again, 662-236-2222. If you're looking to give your employees or clients something beyond the typical koozie or you need some awesome marketing swag for your client or potential customer, Dead Soxy has you covered with custom socks. Uh, visit deadsoxy.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, click the custom socks button and let them hold your hand through the entire process. You don't have to worry about having design skills and all that stuff. They'll take care of you with a complimentary digital mock-up of your design before any orders are placed. Again, deadsoxy.com. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. 
Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, American-made. Uh, the pricing's fantastic, and we'll even throw in a podcast discount. Go to uh, at checkout. Go to code Rebel Twenty and a Rebel Twenty at the promo code. Get twenty percent off your purchase at nestandwild.com. Your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. Also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Uh, regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust is going to sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and they're going to put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan that's built just for you. Pintrust.com, P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fees. And we're brought to you by the Weston Jackson home to soul spots also home to estelle wine bar and bistro it's a marriott property in downtown jackson highly recommended if you are uh, working or uh, stopping in jackson for pleasure and we're brought to you by john edwards of regency travel incorporated in memphis we've told you about this for a while if you are uh, planning your summer trip planning a, a, a holiday trip whatever the case may be get in touch with john give him some parameters give him a budget and then sit back he will uh, give you options that you're not going to find on your own and no you don't have to live in or near memphis to take advantage of his services 901-494-3387 or send him an email at j edwards at regencytravel.net first time clients can save 50 dollars off their first book trip just by telling john you heard about regency travel on the podcast podcast is brought to you by in-house interior and design they handle every aspect of designing the home from windows doors paint wallpaper lights fixtures lamps floorings rugs furniture and more they're also offering 20 percent off the first 10 dorm room assignments if that's something that uh you might be interested in also uh big discounts for uh new clients including maybe some big things as far as they have contractor crews available to uh time it out and help you when you need it as well and uh it's pretty nice first time client gifts come with that also with nikki and ashley 30 years of experience they travel anywhere in state or out of state to help you out they're on main street in tupelo or they're inside sugar magnolia in oxford booth 34 for that one to give them a call 662-681-6241 chase do you expect anything with austin miller and his side discomfort nah if mike was overly worried about it he wouldn't have pitched him on tuesday now it did flare back up a little bit so if he took some days off didn't pitch this weekend i wouldn't be shocked but no there's been nothing about that that's given me a a red flag that it's more more than what it is uh, neil at the height of your running was your average pace on a 5 10 half and full uh, 5k 10k half and full on a 5k i could run it pretty fast because i could i could basically you could keep that tempo up the yeah whole i could run a seven minute mile for three and a half miles <laughs> at the heat of my running on a 10k I could run an eight-minute mile at that pace. It's like 50-ish. Yeah. 50-ish. And uh, probably my best marathon time, if I could have ever stayed completely healthy, would be about nine and a half minutes. You ran Chicago 403? I ran Chicago 403, and I ran Duluth like 404, 405. Duluth much more pleasant, right? Because the yeah, weather was nice. But I wasn't completely. It, it rained though, didn't it? It rained at the beginning. That's where I discovered that I suffered an injury that I did not know was a thing. Was a thing. Oh, Remember that's that? right. I forgot about that. I put body glide all over my body as a as a precaution of running course. all the time. 
uh, there was a particular spot on my body that I never really thought could be an issue would need body glide. It does. And uh, well, on this particular day, because when I ran, I mean, I I sweat like anybody else, but I'm not a profuse sweater. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people that just sweats everywhere, like at at the end of one mile. And um, that day it poured on us. They They drove us out. I ran this with David Brandt. They drove us out to Twin Harbors, Minnesota, which was like 21 miles to whatever direction that is of Duluth. East, I guess. And you run back to Duluth. They drop you in a That's interesting. car dealership. Okay. And so you run 21 miles straight right there on Lake Superior. Very pretty. Very pleasant. But it poured on us. So when I started the run, I'm soaking wet. Yeah, I know what you're Shivering, cold, soaking wet all over. The rain is, to paint a better picture, hitting us in the front. Sucks. Yes. So the entire front of my body was soaked before we ran. Trying to paint the picture and keep this G-rated. When I got back to the dorm, we stayed at these dorms at University of Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. I grabbed a couple of beers, went to the shower, going to enjoy a nice warm shower and 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 all of that and um i discovered that there was a location a certain part of my body had not been protected from that wetness and chafing and whatnot it's chafed badly how long that take to feel normal again uh a week a good week yeah a good week where i was careful yeah that's what i was thinking Neil, if you were made czar of college basketball, what changes would make the product better on the court? Ooh. Well, I'd get uniform officiating. We would eliminate some of these damn touch fouls 35, 40 feet from the basket. Um, I don't like the one and done. I think it kind of – I'm of the opinion. It like, hurts boats, bo- everybody. It hurts everybody. Let, yeah. If they want to go pro, go pro. Yeah. Go pro. I'd like to see more players stay longer. I don't like the if you come, you have to stay. It, it doesn't work in basketball. So let the elite players go play pro ball. and Leave at any point? Yeah, yeah. I still okay. think you leave at any point because the kind of players that I think make college ba- basketball fun, frankly, are the Brian Tyree type of players, the Kyra Lewis type of players, guys that stay at a school for three or four years. And quite frankly, it's what makes – College sports fun, like the other night, that was a genuine outpouring of affection for Brian Tyree. Yeah. Played a lot of basketball. A year ago with Terrence Davis, it was that way. Those are people that mean something to a program. I don't know. I, I think the product is college basketball more and more has become a fringe sport in large part because foot, college football and the NFL are so big and so dominant that by the time they're over with, the college basketball season has basically been determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Chase, how would you revise your postseason picture for baseball after 12 games? Um, God. Uh, I mean, postseason, I don't know. I think I would give them an extra game than I was giving them. I think I thought 14-15. Now I probably think 15-16. Uh, let's say if they do better than that, I still think they overachieved. And, you know, still, still early. It's non-con. I've seen teams 
run nearly undefeated throughout this, even playing pretty decent schedules and then fall off in conference play, and I've seen the opposite. So it's 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 not it's not enough to make me change for a couple different reasons. I want to see more of the lineup. I want to know how sustainable this is over a, a longer period of time against better pitching throughout the schedule. And then they need to get better defensively. I wrote about this a little bit in the mailbag. It's the one area that's been overlooked because everybody talks about pitching and and hitting and starting pitching and all this stuff. They haven't been good enough defensively. Hayden's been great behind the plate, but they're making too many errors. They're uh, they're giving away some outs. They're just not making some plays they typically play. So I, I think that's the area to watch. I think they need to be better defensively as they move uh, move forward. If you were to pull Ole Miss fans, which option do you think they'd be more in favor of over a 10-year time period with the outcome unknown, meaning – this is the minimum. You don't know what else happens with that season. It potentially could get better. But over a 10-year period, one of these two things happens. Okay. They go to Omaha three times. So okay. three times in 10 years. You don't know if they win the national title or go 0-2 every time. Okay. Go to Atlanta once. For the SEC football championship. They would pick going to Atlanta once. Yeah, I think I think the fans would pick Atlanta. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the majority would. There's obviously some baseball first sure, people. Sure, sure, sure. But also – Look, Ole Miss hasn't been a great program over the last 25 years or or 30 years or whatever it is. They've been good enough in spells, though. They should have gone to Atlanta at once. They need to get that monkey off their back because they program and get there. Sure, of course. I mean, the only teams that haven't done it of the ones that have been around since 92 are Ole Miss, um, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else has gotten there. No, it's it's an embarrassing distinction at this point. It is. Yeah. It's, you know, more than It's more than fair. Arkansas's gotten there. Mississippi State's gotten there. You you should get there. I got to think about this. I don't know that I have an answer off the top of my head. What's the angriest you've ever seen an Ole Miss coach at a player? <laughs> you got an answer here? Uh, I don't know that I do. Can't remember the. Maybe it was Martavius Newby. I can remember Andy being so mad at Martavius Newby that I feared for his safety. That might be the only answer I've got. I think Hugh Freeze was so angry at Denzel Kimdichi that year that it it was bad, but I don't I never saw it. I heard about it. <laughs> Please go ahead, Jared. Fill us in. I I I'd love your love your input. Jared Duke in the live stream says he has a few examples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to get Jared on the show and say, Open up. Yeah. Uh Henry's guys, give us your calls. Six six two two five nine. Andy got mad at David Huertas, but Andy also sort of appreciated David. His because David would come back at him in a different language, and I think Andy thought that was pretty creative. He thought it was funny. He it was enough to bring some levity to yeah, it and kind of yeah. make him laugh and go, "Okay, fine, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's it's it, it's all right." You think with baseball, we don't see it always because it's he dug out and it's kind of closed off a little bit. So a lot of times, it's like everybody was everybody was talking about his thing at shot in the other day. That wasn't that bad. I mean, he he was mad about one particular play, and that was it. It was over. From what it sounds like, listening to people talk about it, he also was trying to send a message to the rest of the team. And he was coaching. Hey, it's a freshman. Like you can't start next week. We can't do that. Crap. Right. So let's get there. You got to be there. Let's get there. Got to be there. Because the throw was not bad. It was over the bag, and he just wasn't there, and it went into the outfield. Um, yeah. So he used a Tuesday night against Memphis to prove a point, and then we all move on with our day. Yeah. He wasn't pulling him out of the game. He wasn't doing anything stupid. No, was, no. He he was – that was some coaching going on. He probably was, patted him on the head when he got to the dugout and said, let's go. It's over. Yeah. It was over. Or Clement tapped him on the head. Somebody else did and said, hey. But it right. was over the next day. It was over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? That was a, hey, we got to be – 
We're going to keep playing these midweek games. We're going to need them. Focus. Uh, let's see. This is a question from Cardiac Rap Cardiac Rap Six. Wait, Leif says yeah. AK doesn't seem like he could hold a grudge. Um, yeah, he he can. Andy can hold a grudge. You've seen it once or twice. I saw one for a few years. Uh, let's see. Is Matt Corral? Uh, let's see, it's almost hyping up Matt Corral again to just pull the plug like last season, or will he actually be the face of the program? The promotions keep implying. I haven't seen this. I haven't seen anything about. I haven't being seen hype. Now maybe I've missed something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wrote about this a little bit today. I'm telling you, man. Nobody believes me when I say this. Everybody's going into spring with a clean slate. The past is the past. These guys are not focused on the past. They have a very simple attitude about the past. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it sounds flippant, but it's not. I give Lane Kiffin credit. The, the, the interaction that I've had with him has been very consistent. If everything had gone well, we wouldn't be here. When the coaching staff gets fired, it's usually because they weren't winning. If you weren't winning, there's usually reasons you weren't winning. So we're not going to look at what happened. We're just going to go attack it and see what see what we can do. And I mean, their their approach has really been so simple that I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Like the approach on recruiting last weekend, everybody keeps asking questions, and I'm not picking on people that are asking the questions. I get it. Hey, are they recruiting the St. Louis area more? Are they recruiting this area more? pretty simple deal like they told one kid i've used this analogy this quote a few times because i think it's really good someone asked what was the message they gave you oh they said they need ballers and i'm a baller (laughs) see what i mean i mean it's kind of funny it almost comes across as flippant but at the end of the day that that's it's the truth they need guys players exactly they need guys who can play i don't really think they're worried about where those guys come from or and so going into the spring, they got to figure out who on this roster can play. And they can't get hung up on, well, he did this last year or he didn't do this last year. It's, can he do it this year? And then at the end of this spring, they go into the transfer market based off what they saw in those 15 practices, not based off what they saw in games or did not see in games last year. Because there might be guys who, and I'm not talking about Plumley here or Corral, I'm saying general. There might be guys who thrived or did not thrive in a past system that won't thrive in this one or that will thrive in this one. Or maybe this coaching staff, just because it's a fresh look, will see a kid and go, you know what I think he could do is X. I don't know. We'll see. That's that's what's going to be interesting in the spring more than who looks bigger, faster, stronger, or whatever. I'm more interested to see how do they try to use a guy. Mm-hmm. W. Burns, 42, so let me apologize for the morbid post, but you've been diagnosed with coronavirus and you got about a month to live. What are you doing in that month? Ooh. i got a month to live? Here's the deal, though. It's not like you get a month vacation. Mentally, it would be so difficult to enjoy the days to where I don't think you're going to be like, hey, I'm going to go travel for 28 days and whatever. No, you'd have to. You'd be really you'd be upset because you'd be upset for the people in your life. I mean, for me, it'd be like I'm not. If you told me today you got one month to live, so I'm not going to see my kids grow up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get to see them get married and have children and have success in their careers. And 
Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have this carefree attitude. It's pretty, I would think it would be pretty somber, pretty sad. You'd probably cry a lot. I was, I was using 28 as in like before the last couple of days. I didn't necessarily mean February. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't think. Uh, let's see. Players go to SC Media Days. Who would you send? Jeez, man, I don't, I don't know. Um, if if I had a clear cut quarterback, I'd send a quarterback. But you're not going to have a clear cut quarterback. Then I won't send a quarterback. No. If I thought he could handle it well, I'd send Elijah Moore. That's what I was thinking. And kill it. Let him have some fun and kill it. I don't know whether Elijah would be up to that or not. Um, could be safe and just send Ben Brown. I was just thinking Ben Brown. Nothing against Ben and yeah. J- Jared. If you're still in the in the, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. The problem from a media standpoint is if you're trying to get publicity for your program, there aren't many media that are going to do a bunch of stories on offensive linemen that aren't Laramie Tunsil, Greg Little type of offensive linemen. Yeah, I don't really know who you bring. Which may speak volumes to the state of the program today. That's kind of what I was thinking because I'm, I'm looking through the roster right now, saying if there's just an obvious thing we're missing. I mean, like Ely would do a great job, um, and he would be good to bring. He's going to be an impact player. I'll tell you this: they're not overly concerned about Jerry and Ely missing spring football. Might even be kind of happy about it in a way. There is a positive to it. Oh, I. There, there's not a lot that a running back has to learn. Hey, we're going to hand you the ball and run. Okay. Jalen Jones or Sam Williams wouldn't shock me. Sam would not be bad. He's Sam a good, good story. Yeah, Sam would be good. He would give you – there's a human interest element that really Brian's the only one that's written in any kind of detail. Yeah. That would be a – that'd be a that'd be a, a carrot for people. Yeah. I don't I, – I think that would be a, probably a pretty good move. I don't hate that at all. Just kind of finishing the roster real quick to make sure there's not some just obvious something that we're overlooking. I don't think there is. Nope. I'm not. That's it. The guys the media would want today, the national media, if you asked them, is they'd want Plumley and they'd want Ely and they'd probably want Elijah Moore. Yeah. I think that's probably uh, fair. What's the logic behind SC ditching divisions in basketball but keeping them in baseball? Personally, I think divisions are dumb. Uh, I don't know. It's a good I question. I, I don't know why they kept them in baseball. That is a good question. It, it sounds really stupid when you think about it because everybody's mostly – it could be a little more of a regional element to it because of the lack of money potentially in other sports. I think that I think there is a benefit in non-revenue sports to keep divisions from a travel standpoint. That you're not, hey, your schedule this time has trips to Florida, South Carolina, and Kentucky. And it's like, Jesus, like, yeah. okay. That makes sense. But we don't play state in Alabama. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Makes Plus, sense. in baseball, you don't play everybody. At least in basketball, you get everybody once. In baseball, it's only 10 weekends. Yeah. So it also gets a little more, you at least have a little more connected scheduling. It's not perfect, but it's it's better than it would be otherwise, yeah. in, 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 in my opinion. Generally works itself out. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is seeing the short end, but they've had the other side too. I mean, there have been years where Ole Miss missed Vanderbilt, Florida, and South Carolina. Well, when that happens, you yeah. take advantage of it. Well, that's kind of what I mean. Blessings and it's not a conspiracy. It's just the way it falls. You don't think so? 
no, I don't, I don't, I don't sure. think they're going that far down the rabbit hole. Hey, they're missing. No, they can't miss Vanderbilt this year. Got to put them on the schedule. Got to, got to, got to, I don't, got to, I don't think got, it works. Got to do that. I don't think it works that way. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events to see everything going on locally this week and every week. They also uh, have their location there on Jackson Avenue. Just off the uh, the square, you go in, you get gift bags if you uh, so uh, so wish. They also will tell you about some things you're not aware of around town. Oxford Food Tours, Oxford Film Festival coming here soon as well. So again, uh, check the calendar, check places to eat, places to stay, and more. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. The uh, podcast also brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. Gives you the comfort of home. All the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. They also offer their customers the absolute best cash checking account. It's called Casasa, and with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances, up to $50,000 in refund ATM fees nationwide. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. We're also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. They value quality advice, experience, and access to all of their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security, no matter your level of wealth or financial goal. They'll serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. 901-365-3447 or Ben at BluffCityAdvisory.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and uh Tupelo, she sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, and you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Are you guys grammar police when people are texting you? Usually it's uh, only a female thing that applies to, in my experience, but it could just be a Mississippi thing. Um, I don't know if it's female, per se. I don't I don't think I've had that experience. There, there are a couple people that I know really it, it bothers them, so I'll do it sometimes. Um. But you're setting yourself up. You got to make sure you're you're pretty pristine in your own punctuation and grammar when you uh, when you do that. I I judge people though that don't spell words out on um, on text messages. It drives me insane if we're just like using abbreviations for words and. All Can I tell you the one that's like driving that. me crazy lately? In texts, in general. Okay. Apart. And it's like apart versus a part. Yes. Okay. It literally, if I had hair, I would pull it out. That one's kind of new. It's never been messed up so much, and now it, everyone messes it up. Even in official things, I'm, I'm, I was proud to be a part of. And and they put one word, which means you are proud to be separated from it. It has a completely different meaning. The, the one that I've started to pick out more is when people do every day together versus every day two words. Because everyday one word is an average, I mean an adjective. Like yes, It's an right. everyday thing. Right. I do this every day, two different things. There's a space in one of them, there's not in another one. That I don't know why. I mean, there's stuff I screw up all the time, but that, that those those bother me as much as anything. Um, I'm trying to use semicolons more. That's kind of my 2020 grammar thing, because I'm trying to use more semicolons. I've been using more semicolons lately. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. I said, you know, there, 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 there is some punctuation other than commas. Let's, let's, let's use some of those. I'm big on the hyphen, but I've always, but I've started to, to be more semicolon um, related. 
Because sometimes you're right to entertain yourself. I do. You're still using underscores instead of hyphens. I use both. You use underscores when you mean hyphens. I don't understand why. Yeah, because I can. Okay. I mean, whatever. I want to be a part of something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Separate from it, you mean. Yes, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like someone says, finishing a sentence with at drives me nuts. Do what now? Finishing sentences with the word at. Like, where are you at? Where are you at? Instead of, where are you? Oh, yeah. So simple fix. Eh, I don't know. What constitutes, constitutes a good year one with Lane Kiffin? On the field and recruiting for 2021. Six wins. On the field, eh, whatever. Uh, recruiting a top ten class. You think ten's got to be the baseline? Got to get ballers. You want to win this league? You need ballers. They were brought here to recruit ballers. When are they going to start landing ballers? Well, they got between now and December, the whatever that is. I know, but the next question is when you guys think the football program starts to land blue chip names, blue chip names for the 2021 class. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they landed a couple this month. Then I think the calendar flips to June. What are you expecting in the NBA playoffs this year? Give me your finals picks on both sides. Okay. Conference finals. Uh, in the West, I think we're going to get Lakers Clippers. Which will be fun if the coronavirus hasn't overtaken the city of Los Angeles. Uh, in the East, I think we're going to get Milwaukee, Boston. Started to say Toronto. I just don't know that they have quite enough. I think we get Milwaukee, Boston in a really interesting Can series. Can Boston pull that off? Probably not. Okay. Milwaukee's really good. And if we get the finals that I think we're going to get, Milwaukee versus the Clippers, got a chance to get seven really good games. I know this answer because you're quite big on your Peloton. But the next question, Neil, have you thought about road biking? No. You just have no interest. No, I, I don't really have any interest in it. It one of the things I love about the Peloton is the convenience of it. The other thing I love about the Peloton is that there's no preparation. If I, Like yesterday, I didn't have a lot of time. So I ran upstairs and, and did a 20-minute. You're starting in 30 seconds. I mean, it's, Yeah, I mean, i got to put the shoes on. It takes me a minute to get going. And all of a sudden, I'm doing a 20-minute class. I'm done. Throw my shoes off. Put other shoes on. Run, go get Carson. If I got to go get ready and go bike. And then the other thing. Man, I'm out there with you idiots driving. <laughs> Everybody's driving like this, with their phone in their hand, not even looking, swerving off. You hit somebody. Uh-uh-uh. Does the lack of sunlight bother you ever? Because, I mean, you used to run outside a pretty good bit. Does the lack of being outside sure. a negative? Sure, but I can get out and go for a run okay. if I want to and get a little vitamin D. Okay. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. I still worry about running, like on roads, the way people drive. I mean, the people that drive like this, it man, I, I, I don't know how you do it. Neil, when uh, one of the worst toys that your kids had growing up, my son's five and a classmate introduced him to Pokemon this year. It sucks. I was too old when the Pokemon fad first hit kids years ago, so I don't have any nostalgia ties to it. It just annoys the hell out of me. Worst toys. Yeah, toys, shows, that kind of stuff. Kids are growing up. That 
we've we've done a good job of avoiding the really bad shows people have always told us about that just never we we, we essentially there was those were not options because they would drive me crazy so nope we'll find something <laughs> else sorry um i didn't like caillou at all. That's what I was thinking. That's the one that comes up all the time. The Wiggles drove me nuts. They say my buddy was a big. His daughter was a big Wiggles for a while, and I just yeah. The uh, girls loved the Wiggles so much that, especially Campbell when she was little, that the Wiggles Christmas, man, we watched it over and over and over and over and over and over and any, over. Any toy that makes noise that just goes off by itself, or I don't know how to turn the stupid thing off. Because it'll be that deal where it'll be in the living room floor and I'm trying to go to bed. I'm trying to not wake Carly Ann up or something and somebody's foot hits something and all of a sudden that stupid thing starts going. And or it starts playing it. in a closet or something. Yeah, and I don't know how to yeah. kill it. And I'm, I'm, I'm like throwing it. I'm like to the point of there's a couple times I've just put stuff in the garage. I'm like, I don't know how to kill it. So I'm just going to get it out of the house. Throw it out in the yard for a night. Uh, anything that had a lot of parts where if you lost a part, the kid was screaming that they couldn't find the part. I'm running into that issue a little bit because Carly Ann just likes any really small toy right now, like little bitty figurines, dolls, kind of stuff she takes with her. Well, you got to find those stupid things when she loses them, and they're 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 two inches tall. Yeah, Campbell had a what was it called? Rappy little rabbit. We searched high and low for that rabbit before we found it, and she couldn't sleep without the rabbit. Really? Yeah, she had she had three little stuffed animals she had to sleep with. Three. Yeah, they're all small. They were easy yeah. to keep up with, but you knew that you had to have. Laps oh, I do. I do hate those LOL surprise dolls. Those things are terrible. Not familiar with that. Especially the ones where to get into the doll, you have to solve codes. So you have to seriously get out this little booklet and figure out the code uh, to even get to the stupid doll. I don't think I like that. Oh, it's it's not good. Not good at all. Um, not a not a thing. Close on this one. Miller Light or Bud Light? Ooh. Used to be Bud, it's Miller now. I think it's Miller. Yeah, it's Miller. Just a little more flavor. Just just something. Miller Light or Coors Light? Coors. Yeah. Coors. I think yeah. so too. I, th- I think it's Coors. I face that decision all the time at the pavilion. Miller or Coors? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I do I do side with Coors more often than not. Yeah, every, really? every once in a while I'll have a wild hair and get a Miller. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. We will uh, close the show there. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for hanging out with us on the stream. There's a lot at rebelgrove.com. Neil's Food for Thought. Again, that baseball mailbag. And then the Rebels in Princeton tonight from Swayze Field at 6.30. Start for that one. We'll talk to you again on Monday.